0: Welcome to another episode of a Novel Evening. I'm Danny. You can find me over on Instagram as at Blotted Ink Books. And this week, I am joined by the authors of one of the best thrillers I think I've ever read. Uh, Ali Reynolds is the author of Shiver, um, which I read over the winter period. I would very much recommend reading it when it's chilly and it's a very cool locked room mystery um all set around the world of the snowboarding community um really different concept very very cool and her newest novel the bay is due to be published this month Um, i'm very very excited to read this obviously it has a very different feel about it Um, and i i'm very excited to dive into it and find out a bit more about the bay um, it's also known as The Swell in other countries uh, in Australia where Ali's based that's what it's being published under um, so I absolutely recommend that you go and check out Shiver and check out The Bay and I'm very excited to chat all about her novel evening so a massive hello to Ali hello hello <laughs> how are you doing I'm really great thank you. It
1: looks like you it's obviously your night time over there and I, it's that's just nice. my morning.
0: You look very cozy. I know.
1: the time difference is always so strange. Yeah it's 7 30 at night here right now oh, in Queensland crazy. Australia.
0: Oh, amazing I actually did another recording with an Australian last week uh, in Melbourne oh, and it's so yeah. weird when you see people like in. you know it's dark and they've got their curtains drawn yeah. and like we're just getting started here. <laughs>
1: And it's also our midwinter so when I do zooms I'm all like yeah I'm all like dressed up in like really warm clothes and it's been really hot I think in some parts of the world lately so.
0: Well we've had a bit of sun in the it's actually raining here in the UK at the moment just as a shock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We had like two days of summer last week and now we've just gone straight back to like spring. Oh wow! I do not Seasons aren't really yeah. a thing in the UK. They're just, are they? They're just. We just get whatever weather
1: gets sent our way. Well- we have it hot here for about nine months of the year in Queensland, but then in the winters, it, we haven't got the clothes or the heating for winter. And it right. does get down to, it was two degrees um, mm-hmm. the other morning. And uh, my boys saw frost for the first time in their lives. So oh we're having a really cold winter. Yeah.
0: I mean, we have the opposite. When it's hot in the UK, we're not equipped for heat. Like we don't have yeah. aircon yeah. or like our yeah. houses are so super insulated that when it's a hot day, we're all just dying. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. we can't take it but well, one day I'm determined to visit Australia at some point
1: yeah. I do yeah. have
0: family there I'd love to come over oh, beautiful. Um, yeah. I'm probably gonna burn to a crisp though I'm not used to sun <laughs> so I'm just gonna turn up and be like bright pink and <laughs> I love it so obviously your books I first read Shiver I read Shiver back in the winter um yeah. because I think that's when it should be read um <laughs> when it's cold and your next book, The Bay, is obviously a very different vibes, very different settings. You've gone for your very wintry thriller and your new one is looking very beachy.
1: I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> you're
0: familiar with the environments that you've written about because you obviously, I'm assuming you used to snowboard.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a freestyle snowboarder for about five years when oh. I was in my early 20s. So in Shiva, I try to take the reader to that know high mountain world of you know you're up on the glacier, surrounded by snow and ice and it was it's been about 10 years since i even saw real snow um but that whole world is still so vivid in my head it's yeah it's a really incredible world really dangerous and icy and then of course the world of the beach um i live a few minutes from the beach here in Queensland and I just love the beach and the ocean so much. I picked up surfing about 20 years ago when I quit snowboarding and I just absolutely really passionate about it. And yeah, so that is like another world that I really wanted to introduce people to, two really unique worlds with very different settings. I also live very close to the beach. I've always lived by the sea sort of my whole life.
0: I think the thing with the ocean, you know, when you wrote "Shiver" and you've got this world of ice and snow, you immediately think danger. You're isolated. You're, you know, up a mountain. The beach is a different kind of dangerous in its own way. You know, the beach is is wonderful and it's alluring and it's beautiful, but it is a dangerous place.
1: It, it is, especially here in Australia. In Australia, like we we have sharks here and other, you know. Poisonous creatures in the sea and in in you know the wild areas of land, uh, but yeah, as a, I, I, I just didn't really spend. I grew up inland in Lincoln in England, far from the beach, so I just wasn't familiar with the ocean or the sea. I wasn't even a good swimmer, and coming here, you just have to quickly learn how powerful the ocean is. We have a lot of rips. Rip currents and you know occasional drownings and as a surfer you're out there getting pulled one way and the other by the rips and they are so strong you just can't fight against them and of course it changes the beach from one day to the next the wind can change a big storm comes in it's incredible how much it changes
0: it's so changeable. And I think with both, both locations for your books, respect is key when you're in places yes. like that. Respecting <laughs> your environment is key. And I thought it was really interesting because especially in Shiver, I haven't read The Bay yet, I absolutely will be, but the location is a
1: character in itself. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think um, I love dan- dangerous natural settings as a reader and a writer, um, yes. because th- there's all these dangers. You can use them a lot as a writer, especially thriller writer, um, to cut people off, isolate them and just have a kind of menacing atmosphere. Um, yeah. And the weather can sort of act, you know, on your side. You can yeah change everything, change the whole mood in the story when you want to. Yeah.
0: I also love a lot of your writing say within shiver and is about relationships as well with people <laughs> and how relationships twist and turn and change and I love that because I think as a reader. You can always imagine yourself in this position, you know, you never think it will happen to you and yet somehow in this turn of a moment everything changes <laughs> and I love that is it hard for you to come up with these scenarios
1: for the, your characters. No, I actually really, really love that side of writing. As a reader, I love um, reading romance as well uh-huh. as thrillers. So all my thrillers tend to have a bit of a romance subplot that I have to struggle to not let it overwhelm the yeah. whole story. my My agent will go slash this, slash that. it's too much. Um, I find love triangles really fascinating. There's some sort of, you know the tension and the jealousy yeah. that I love, I love a triangle. love triangle. <laughs> and then in a thriller that can you know maybe maybe motivate characters to do things they shouldn't and if you've got more than one love triangle and you've got these tangles you know I find them really fascinating to to write and read so in my next book The Bay we also have quite a bit of that going on yeah has it been a really different experience because obviously Shiver
0: came out really when COVID and everything was happening a lot of the publicity especially over here was you know in the midst of pandemics and has this been a completely different beast this time around with the
1: Bay? Yeah, well, see, I wrote Shiver not knowing if anyone would ever read it, just hoping, and it actually took me six months to write. It was so smooth and fast to write. I spent about a month planning it, and it, the story just came out really smoothly. I was about a month editing it and then submitted it to my agent. It took me a few through a few rounds of revisions, but it all just worked out really smoothly and then of course with the bay I had a deadline I had my agent and three editors uh, UK US and Australia all pitching in with very helpful advice but it's quite hard to take that all on board so it took me two years in total to write that part of my issue was I'm a single mom with two young kids and like so many other people you know during the covid pandemic we had school closures trying to homeschool it was an absolute nightmare honestly it was trying to you know work and but not being able to work at all with little kids at home so that's I mean yeah, I'm, I I'm not a them. single parent
0: um but my husband yeah. works away <laughs> Monday to Friday yes. so he's not here um yeah so I get a taste of of that yeah <laughs> for you to write a book in that amount of time um, and to write this book and to do anything when you're having to oh. homeschool is
1: just I'm in awe seriously <laughs> no the homeschooled at times I really got nothing done apart from trying to stay sane but yeah just ran way over the deadline and then when school went back I was just kind of running on the spot to try to catch up so it wow. was yeah but it felt like it would never finish but Oh my goodness, I mean my two are young
0: enough that to be honest Disney did most of my parenting during lockdown. (laughs) Mine are of that age where I'm like oh Disney plus that's educational but to have to school and try and get any work done is power to you. (laughs) Oh thank you. (laughs) I feel like your sanity by the end of it must have just been like hanging by a thread. So much, that's right. (laughs) Oh bless you. So what do you know what's coming next? Do you have your next idea lined up?
1: I have actually had um, an idea that I quite like just this week um, but yeah actually it was so tough writing this one I just felt I needed a little bit of time to unwind and recharge my brain and sort of do a lot of reading because I didn't really have a chance to do much reading which I really miss I think it's so important as a writer to also read a lot that's how I learn and yeah. yeah. So I'm just, I don't want to rush this one. I feel like if I plan it a little bit better and not rush that planning stage, there might be a few less dead ends and a few less changes to make in the revision stages. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I
0: write, um, but I couldn't write thrillers. Okay. How people write thrillers. And I feel like I would write a thriller and get to the end and be like, wait a minute, who was meant to have done this? Like, <laughs> I don't know how I'd keep track of all of the, you know, all of the threads that are going through. I think thriller writers, your brains just work differently.
1: Like <laughs> I plan. I, I as a thriller writer, I have to plan. I mean, or if a lot of thriller writers who do not plan at all, and like Lee Child doesn't plan. And, what? Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. Yeah, those books are <laughs> so complicated. How do you not plan? <sighs> he writes each page. He doesn't know what's happening on the next page. Literally. So yeah <laughs> I would do that see and then I'd get to the end and
0: I'd realize I'd like inserted a character who'd never existed <laughs> or someone was meant to be dead and now I've made them the killer and oh, yeah that's that's wild <laughs> that's exciting that you've got a new idea but I agree I know a lot of uh, writers don't really read when they're when they're writing yeah. they're so lost yeah. in what they're doing so yeah. get some get some <laughs> romances in <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> read something different. I love that you're a romance reader and a thriller writer. I, I love that.
1: <laughs> I read everything actually. I just like, I love reading really, really wildly um, historical fiction yeah. and, you know, a little bit of dystopian fiction and anything really high concept, oh, anything okay. that's sold well. I, I love to read it and just see what's, you know, what's great about it.
0: love that okay so you've made it quite difficult for me to even guess anything for your novel evening because it sounds like you like a bit of everything (laughs) so i'm intrigued now by what's gonna be happening firstly where are we gonna go
1: for your evening okay so i think we should go to my local beach my favorite beach so it's a beach that's it's called duramba we call it d-bar and it faces um, a certain direction and it gets a little bit bigger waves okay. than anywhere else in the area. And this beach has caused me a lot of injuries oh. and smashed me up a lot, but I just can't get enough of, of this place. It's quite. It has quite a wild, wild feel, you know. Okay. Um, it's quite near a river mouth. You see all these whales and dolphins going past wow. and yeah it's a really special place that sounds beautiful I've never surfed
0: in my entire life either I'm I'm not even really a sea swimmer I'm like a sea paddler even though I've always lived here I'll go up to like my waist and I'm like oh that's nice get out again it's pretty cold
1: isn't it our seas don't
0: get warm they just even in the heat of summer people are like oh the sea is really warm it's not (laughs) (laughs) I need your seas because I imagine your seas are a bit warmer than ours
1: they are right now midwinter it's the coldest it gets pretty much and it's still like I think you know 19 degrees really that's the minimum it's really not that bad we're lucky in Queensland okay on your novel (laughs) evening
0: then I would swim in the sea but I probably wouldn't go very deep (laughs) because the waves sound terrifying okay we're at the beach what's our plans at the beach
1: what are we what are we here to do so we're gonna go surfing, <laughs> but you can you can have a lesson, and you can also go bodyboarding if you want. Because that sounds more up my street. <laughs> and I think it's so addictive that so many people they try it and they just get immediately hooked. Okay. Okay, I would
0: believe <laughs> you. I'd be willing to try. Okay. So I'm now curious whether any of the characters who are going to be coming will know what they're doing, or if we're all just going to be <laughs> stood there like, ah, what do we do? Okay. Who's the first person that you're going to invite to your novel evening?
1: I think we should have the 11 times world champion surfer, Kelly Slater. That would be really useful. <laughs> He's one of my sporting idols. Um, one of the characters in Shiva was actually based on him. Uh-huh. Um, the main sort of male character who was called Curtis. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I'd seen some interviews about Kelly Slater and about Kelly Slater's rivals talking about him. And one of his rivals said, he's one of the most competitive people on earth. He plays real mind games. And I guess you have to, if you're going to be 11 times world champion yeah. in sport. So you don't, don't get that by just yeah you know, oh my god and I, I found that fascinating because he's an idol and I also just you know you sort of feel mixed feelings about someone that's that competitive but I think they would be a really interesting people person and also they can give us some surf lessons as well because I'd love to get some tips <laughs> I just need to be able to learn how to stand on it so if he could just do that <laughs> bit <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> okay I think that's so cool and like you say someone like that is kind of Morally, a bit gray as well. When you do yeah. things like that, you're treading a line. Yeah. I'd like to get inside someone like that's head. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. This is cool. And also, I imagine he'd be fun, right?
1: Like, it, he is, a lot of fun. Yeah. Really smart. Was so fascinating person. He's interviews. He you knows so much about health and medicine. He, he's quite old. I think he might be 50. You know, I think he yeah. might even be a bit older than me, but he's still super fit. Okay. and yeah he really looks after his body and his health so that I'm interested in that So I could probably also use some tips in that area
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am not very fit so
1: okay cool so he's arrived who's next so I think we should invite you next of course oh, because cool. then you can you can get in the water and and start
0: I'm gonna turn and up with like armbands on and like <laughs>
1: And also my two small boys, because oh. um, through the COVID pandemic, they that was what we did to keep sane. We went to the local beach, because you're only allowed outdoors to exercise. Yeah. So I took the boards with them and went to the beach and basically they learned to surf, which was the one good thing that came out of that lockdown for us. And I will say, like, yeah, I you know, mean, this is there. a big generalization, but when I see children yeah. in Australia,
0: these tiny little kids with their yeah. bodyboards and their... I don't know why we don't do this in this country, probably because it's so cold. But, like, I see children, and they're swimming. My teacher, who teaches my kids to swim, um, she taught swimming in Australia. And I remember taking my two little kids, she's like, we don't use use band-aids, we don't use flotation aids, we teach kids to swim. And as a mother, I was like, you're going to put my kids in the pool without anything? But both my kids can swim independently now at five and three, and it just blows
1: my mind you guys just your affinity with the water is crazy (laughs) I think they have to be also for their own safety like alongside the swimming lessons even the primary school will take them to swimming lessons they also have a thing called nippers which is where they can learn to be you know surf lifesavers at the beach Mm -hmm. and they learn all about the currents and the ocean and the dangers so yeah it's a kind of a safety thing we just don't educate
0: um, our children and things like that and that we live by the sea and we do you know we do have rips and we do have dips and currents we just don't teach our kids like this it's crazy
1: yeah yeah (laughs) your kids are going to teach me how to surf (laughs) (laughs) you see I I my kids when my kids had swim lessons recently I actually jumped in the pool with the swimming lesson and the teacher and also tried to learn proper swim technique because being from the UK I had never learned it so yeah I was I was really happy to actually learn you know how to swim proper front crawl.
0: yeah, no, yeah. I'm very much like the doggy paddle, and the just if I can just move, then I'm happy. There's no elegance in what I do. It's
1: so difficult, you know, it's amazing. The breathing and the
0: timing is difficult. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think, well, your children would absolutely probably teach me better than anybody because um, I need someone to treat me like a child to teach me so they can teach me how to even begin with surfing.
1: Sure.
0: I love this. So it's you, me, your children, and Kelly Slater. Yeah. Okay, is there anyone else who's coming?
1: There are. There's a few more people. So I thought we should invite one more surfer, and it's just because she is one of my sporting idols as well. So this is a Hawaiian big wave surfer called Kiala Kennelly, and she is such an inspirational surfer. She used to surf the World Cup tour, and then she decided, no, she just really wants to surf massive waves. And it's so rare for a female, especially to be, you know, so, you know, drawn to doing some such a dangerous sport. And she is such a a thrill seeker and just a really inspirational person. And I find thrill seekers really fascinating. Yeah. So I would love to actually meet someone like that and be able to talk to them about it. She is um, uh, the inspiration for one of the characters in my new thriller, The Bay. Um, There's a very strong female character called Sky, who is the leader of my sort of reclusive tribe of surfers at this remote uh, beach in the story. And her whole ethos is about fear and facing a fear rather than running away from it so yeah I would love to meet this lady in real life (laughs) I'd love to know where the cut-off point is for someone like that when
0: when is the danger too much you know when is the risk outweigh the benefit that for me in my head is where I would struggle to be like when does the risk of death
1: become more important
0: than getting the thrill and I think that's really fascinating
1: yeah I think sometimes with these people there's no line maybe because it's just such a mental thing they are so drawn to it um yeah I think they really are fascinating people she did a TED talk on oh, fear which was really inspirational um yeah it's I'm quite yeah. I'm quite a wimp um but <laughs> it funly. <friendly. laughs>
0: I don't I think too. I live. Yeah. yeah, I don't really live out of my comfort zone at all. So I'd really yeah. like to listen to that and
1: yeah, use some stuff. Me too. Especially now, being a mom, I, I'm sort of you know more about being safe and caution, and sometimes that's good. You have to be like that, but you know, other times I I don't want to be like that. Yeah, we've learned quite a lot about having
0: to let children have a dose of fear, like. I think as yes. parents, it's really easy to stop your children doing anything dangerous and yeah, trying absolutely. to you know, manage everything. And actually, it's really important yeah. cool for children to learn their own limits.
1: Yes, that is really true. Yeah. yeah.
0: More, my, my daughter, it's quite easy because she has quite low limits. My son, <laughs> his limits are very high. He'll climb oh. up crazy things and jump off and yeah. he's wild. And the mum in yeah. me is like, oh, God. Whereas actually, I'm like, well, he's kind of got to learn the hard way sometimes. It's so hard, isn't it? I'm just the same.
1: (laughs) Okay, so
0: we've got our surfers are going to come and teach us some things. Who else is going to come?
1: So I just figured uh, there's a few um, other authors that I follow on social media that I've noticed they love the water and sports like me. So I figured it would be really fun to invite them. Some of them surf or just, you know, love canoeing or other water sports. So uh, there's a couple of um, British authors. There's Sarah Pierce who seems to live very near the coast and she always posts pictures of canoeing or sea sports Sarah and I I actually live in the same place um yeah we live
0: really close to each other yeah um around the same the same bay basically um she's lovely and yeah whenever I see I'm really guilty for taking where I live for granted and whenever I see her off you know kayaking and exploring I think oh man I should do a bit more about you know where I live I should explore more she's very inspirational for that but yeah we're neighbours so
1: yes amazing oh
0: and she's cool she writes very cool thrillers
1: she does definitely yeah and another is Lucy Clark, another British author that lives uh, apparently she writes from a beach hut which I think is amazing. And she just loves the ocean as much as I do. I think her partner was once, a, pro- or maybe still is a professional windsurfer. Wow. So they've traveled a lot, you know, many different oceans and brilliant beaches. And I know she would love the Australian beach and also all her novels have ocean themes. Oh, okay. So yeah. Oh, cool. You enjoy the evening.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I. I don't think I could ever live anywhere but by the beach. I think I just take, very much take it for granted. Perhaps I'd need to live away from it for a bit to come back and appreciate it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay, you've got a couple of British authors.
0: Um, Who else, is there anyone else?
1: There's one more okay. and she is a Canadian author called rosne and she um, loves snowboarding and loves surfing and she's been to Australia before we were talking about all our different injuries we've had from surfing okay. she wrote a book recently called The Hunted it's a thriller set on a, a small island off Tanzania so mm-hmm. again it's a very ocean themed book and yeah and then we could all go surfing together and yeah, get Kelly Slater showing us, you know, how to I perform. love that. I also I love how casually
0: you're like, we just talked about all our injuries. And in my head, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> i get like one cut or something and be like, no, I'm out. Sorry, guys. <laughs> like one twisted ankle and you're having to carry me up the beach. But I love that you you just accept that as part of doing this. Like, Is that kind of a bit of a badge of honor as well?
1: Um, well, see, I switched from ser- uh, from snowboarding uh, to surfing as a safer option, thinking I'm going to be falling on the water. Nothing bad can happen to me. I can't possibly break anything. But it's it's such a hard sport. And I've realized now that it is an extreme sport. I, someone just pointed out it's an extreme sport. And all this time, I didn't actually know it was. But it is because the, the waves can have so much power. I have herniated my back and broken ribs and torn le- knee ligaments and I have had quite a bad concussion um a head injury. So and then you just yeah, go back more. <laughs> it's so addictive, honestly, that you just cannot it would take a lot to get me to give up, honestly. Yeah. I think it's My,
0: so I mean I was watching um I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary 14 Peaks that's about mountain climbing.
1: Oh no it sounds it's good, so though. good.
0: It's one sport yeah. that I I wish I'd done. I used to, I started when I was yeah. younger. I'm really interested and basically um the guy involved is incredible and he set himself a goal of like I think it was like 14 of the world's biggest peaks in six months or something insane and I think the record was like seven and (sighs) watching his I would highly recommend it because watching his like his way of thinking while he is doing it where most people would just give up or something would happen that's so horrendous his his mental state is just. I think some people are just built differently in the way they think. See, he just loves, really it. He loves it. He loves the fear and he loves the. Yeah. It's incredible. But yeah, I highly recommend watching that. Even my oh, husband, who's not really into anything about, so this, this is so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Definitely give really that a, give it a watch. Um, yeah. I see a lot of a similar way of thinking in what you're describing as well, in saying it's addictive and you you move on and past past the things that have happened and you keep going.
1: Yes see my parents were very keen mountaineers all their lives oh. so they were they were quite good rock climbers and there are some climbing scenes in the bay just a bit so I was watching on YouTube some of these um, solo climbers going up amazing dangerous routes and yes yeah, a really fascinating sport. And, oh, and free climbing is so just low.
0: wild to me when you see people yeah. with their hands and feet traversing these yeah. like it's it's insane yeah I have tried to do some I am not strong enough (laughs) (laughs) I think it's your hands as well whenever I've been after my hands are like little claws because I'm like oh how do people do that for so long but I highly recommend yeah 14 peaks it's cool Um, and it's very (laughs) very cool so you've got a cool mix of people I'm enjoying it is there anyone you don't want to come this party?
1: Um, Nobody else because the thing with my local beach and the thing that comes up in the bay is Surfing is so popular now that it's very, very crowded in in many surf spots. So um, we see surf rage, you know, violence, assaults in the water. Surfers would basically do anything to get empty, uncrowded waves. Um, Yeah, there's some of the best places to surf are also the most crowded places to surf on Earth and yeah oh. it's really competitive out there so especially as a female or if there's yeah. lesser able surfers like children it's really hard to even sort of get a chance so yeah everyone else is banned from coming along
0: <laughs> but we've booked this beach so no one else can yeah. come and join I think that's yeah. wild when you are think about like surfer rage and stuff I, that just blows my mind like I, I guess yeah. you've got the adrenaline though and you're pumped up and you're ready to go and then if something You know, if someone else is there trying to get in there, or I can imagine it's a high energy.
1: I think it's just it's so um, addictive. So, and and also it's not like tennis, for example, and many other sports where you could just hire a tennis court and then it's yours. You know, there's only a limited amount of waves and and beaches, unfortunately. And that's that whole idea kind of inspired the bay in a way because it got me thinking: how far would people go to get perfect waves? And I think, yeah, sometimes they would go really, really, really far. (laughs) It's
0: wild, isn't it? Kind of going back to climbing. When you read about people who are, you know, doing these big climbs, the people can pass people in danger and they're so focused on their goal. Yeah. But it doesn't even occur to them to stop or help because they are literally like, I'm getting to the top of this. That's why I'm here. And if you're still here, when I come back down, we'll think about helping you. But right now I'm getting yeah. to the top. And when you see pictures, actually the guy who did 14 Peaks took the really famous photo of Everest with the oh, queue right. going up to the summit. And these yeah. people lining up, it, it, it's just what, because maybe I'm not
1: programmed that way.
0: Right. I think- That's
1: terrifying, isn't it? It's wild, yeah. isn't it? And
0: Like you say, the yeah. thought of being in the water and someone being aggressive as well is a whole yeah. other level of danger.
1: Well, I- like- I think in the mountains and in the beach in the ocean, you're you're far from the land. It's a bit unpoliced out there, you know. You can't pick up your phone if somebody yeah. gets out of hand and then report them. It's really, you know, it's a, it's you're at each other's mercy a little bit. And yeah. it's a bit of a scary feeling sometimes. It's and I think people,
0: you know, I think there is a community, isn't there, in these kinds of yeah. sports. But some people yeah. maybe take for granted the people within that community and what they'll, what they will do. You know, you assume their yeah. safety in, you know, numbers and you're with a fellow, you know, surfer, or you're with a fellow climber or you're, but yeah, you don't really always know people, do you? I think that's yes, so interesting. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> so excited to read the Bay. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Um, I said, I love Shiver. I actually have recommended Shiver a lot to some of my oh, really thrilling, loving amazing. friends. Yeah um it was fantastic so I can't wait for the bay and thank you for sharing that evening I think it's been really fascinating um yeah. it's my idea of hell because I'm very unfit uh, oh <laughs> I'm not sporty at all but I would I'd have to go in the children's class to be taught the very basics <laughs> I'd have to get to well, a water put, safety
1: to start with. So they put the learners on these huge long boards. There's like a table, and they guarantee oh. you that you'll stand up, or they'll give you your money back when you go out for one of these surf lessons. There so they can get anybody standing up. So yeah, they have to be able to stay on it. That's the <laughs> that's the hard thing. <laughs> that's yeah. the hard bit.
0: The standing up, I have to be able to stay on it. But I think that's fascinating. And it's a real insight into into what you love, which I think is fantastic. So thank you. Before I let you go
1: and enjoy the rest of your evening, what are you currently reading? Do you have a current read? Well, there's a book I am desperate to get my hands on, especially after the events that happened recently in the US um, concerning women's rights. So it's a book called After Dark by Janie Cowie. And it's a high concept thriller that came out a few months ago in the UK and it's a story um, set I think very slightly in the future where men have a curfew so from the hours of 7pm to 7am they are they must stay at home, they cannot go out on the streets so uh, that has happened because of the you know bad treatment of women I think the violence of women and so that's a new law that's been made and it's a sort of alternate future and it sounds good to me I want to be reading stuff like that it's so interesting
0: story. because we had a we had a case a really famous case I think it was last yeah. year the girl who was killed in London um,
1: she was walking home happened.
0: on a yeah it was yeah. a police officer she was walking yeah.
1: home yeah, on a night out
0: yeah, it was. Yeah. She was wearing you know bright leggings. She had a phone in her hand. Yes. She was doing all the things yeah. that with no headphones, and the yeah. response from a lot of men was you know well women shouldn't shouldn't go out. Yeah. They shouldn't be out at that yeah. time of night. And I think it's yeah. so interesting because actually if men didn't go out, that would probably make yeah. it's such an interesting yeah. concept. I really like the sound of this.
1: Yes, yeah, same. I think yeah. it's fascinating. they it made, think... made
0: the papers over there as well.
1: It did. You see, I think maybe people that women especially are going to be feeling so much rage everywhere, you know, about that, that maybe it will be maybe there's some new novels going to be coming out that sort of show us different, you know, alternative futures and what might happen?
0: <laughs> it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting. Um, I think there's a lot of control element there. Yes, um, decisions that nice. are made and suggestions that yeah. are given for what women should do. Yeah. Um, because yeah. ultimately a woman should be able to walk home to, yeah. you know, That's in a so well-lit true. area. And I know there was yeah. some really famous cases in Australia recently as well of young women walking home at nighttime. Yeah um so actually I think that's really interesting I think it's very true again you know with what's happening in the US I know there's been comments made of you know perhaps if men had to sign a contract you know if they impregnated a woman that they have to support the child or if men were the ones who were you know having to take you know contraceptives and things it'd be a different situation so it's always interesting it's always going to be inflammatory isn't it
1: yes it is yeah so interesting. well
0: I haven't heard of that novel so I'm gonna absolutely check that out because that oh, sounds no. anything where you've got a dystopian future but women are reigning supreme I'm here for it it's so <laughs> relevant at the moment isn't it yeah it is it's such a it's such a strange time I think with yes. decisions that are being made it does feel like a step yeah. back in time it does, yeah, very much. Very, very odd. I don't know a lot about the politics in Australia. I don't know a yeah. great deal about
1: you guys' kind of well, situation. In uh, Abortion was illegal in Queensland until I think three or four years ago. It was only very, very recently wow. that it changed. So it forced women here, if they could afford it, to travel to other states yeah. um, to have it. Also in our government uh, and the pay gap between men and women is a huge pay gap and in political power. We had our female prime minister, um, Julia Gillard, as she sort of got ousted, I think. There's very much a boys club um, sort of feel, especially with the last leader. And yeah. there were a lot of um, women that came forward and spoke up about what Yes, they I something. remember it was, a, yeah, there was
0: a lot. And yeah. a lot of it was brushed under the carpet, actually. It seemed like very it would much. be in the paper one day yeah. and then suddenly there'd be yeah. nothing. Yeah it's it's yeah. so it's very scary as a as a woman I think um it's and nice. I do take for granted in the UK at the moment Touchwood, you know we have a lot of rights we yeah. are very lucky I, I've been quite open in my stories that I recently had to have a termination um yes. and because I, I unexpectedly was expecting my third I was very very ill um very yeah. quickly and that's something it was such poignant timing because yeah had someone said to me well you're going to have to do this for nine months you're going to have to be the Brazil you can't parent your children you've got no choice I've seen the mental health ramifications are crazy
1: it's it's horrific isn't it yeah and to see that there's a woman who made that decision is mind-blowing mind-blowing that's (laughs) that's true but then also why were five males being even allowed to make that decision that only concerned a female's body so it's it's wild I think
0: and I think the louder you know all people are you know male female however you identify the louder you speak up and the more you know open and aggressive with your feelings you are I think it's the only way to and literature, I think, will be a huge way of being able to speak I up. I think
1: it will, very much. For sure, yeah. for sure. And I think <laughs> as long as
0: you can speak up in, in any form, then you've got yeah. something to fight back with. It's, it's a scary time. And like you say, it's, it's, it's global, global as well, yeah. isn't it? It's not just yeah. US or just England. or It's yeah. all over the world. It's crazy. It's global.
1: Yeah. The only one
0: I, I really feel passionately, I think New Zealand. I love the New Zealand Prime Minister. That's so progressive. She's amazing. Yeah. And I just yes. wish there would see a little bit more of that around the world.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be I'm gonna be like, right, off to New
0: Zealand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Scandinavia as well. I think they yeah. have some, some of their countries, you know, a much better, much closer to equality for, yeah, for Sweden. Women. I know is right. fantastic for mothers. If you're a if yeah. you're a new mother, their
0: rules are fantastic. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are lucky in, in Britain. I've had friends in America who've had to go back to work like three weeks after a baby yeah. or something absolutely oh, wow. wild. I mean, I couldn't even function yeah. three weeks after a baby, yeah. <laughs> let alone work. But I mean, we are lucky to some extent, but I think there's always more that can be done, isn't there?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Always. And I think it's interesting going back to kind of sports and things, seeing women, like you say, with like big big wave surfers, seeing women carve out a niche of something that was for men is fantastic. Yeah yeah it's awesome so (laughs) I'm gonna definitely look her up and I'm gonna direct my little girls and be like look at this look what you can do possibly not with good waves but you know aim big thank you this has honestly been such a pleasure and the bay is out it's out this month isn't it it is in the UK yes it it came out last week yeah I'm very very excited I can't wait to read it Um, and obviously in
1: Australia it's known as the swell isn't it Oh, in Australia, it's the bay, but in it's the, the bay in Australia. Well, yeah, just to make things confusing. And it's out in the US in a few, a few weeks' time.
0: Cool. Okay. <laughs> so everyone needs to look out for it. And thank you so
1: very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It was a real pleasure, too. <laughs>